0: Brainbuster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for
1: podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.
2: Monday, August 9th, 5:45 p.m. Hello, this is Brett. Hey, Brett, it's Goldman. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. Just got off of work, you know? I'm the subway. I'm fucking peachy. Just called check-in before I come back in this week. No, no, I don't got any cash, sorry. No, I ain't lying, you fool. Greg, be the water, not the rock. Be the water, not the rock.
1: Hey, everything okay over there, man?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I do all my best thinking on the subway, you know? Hey, I, I got a new mic. From the, from the Target over on Lower East Side. 30 bucks. Not the cheapest thing in the world, but hey.
1: Hey, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah,
2: man. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. No. Good. Uh, I got shit sweated out in my apartment this week. Found a way to quiet the radiator, and I haven't used that fucking garbage compact in like a week.
1: Awesome. Sounds good, man. Uh, appreciate you taking care of those things.
2: Hey, no problem, man. Hey, I don't want this to suck just as much as you don't want it to suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, it's going to be great. Uh, and yeah, just... Hey, just wanted to say sorry about the Mets. Uh, sounds like they're in a bit of a free fall.
2: Nah, it's all good. It's half of the fucking course. Saw it coming the whole time. Move along, here it's normal. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> I bet you did. I'm hey, I'm good, man. Uh, glad to be getting back to normal with this week. With you know your report coming and Beaumont coming back from vacation. Ah, shit, where'd he go? Uh, Mississippi to visit some <laughs> friends. Fuck, we call that South Jersey out here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Uh, you know, just coming from me, uh, I'm really glad things are starting to turn around for you, Greg. You seem like you're doing pretty well, and uh, you know, truthfully, uh, been wanting to apologize for Beaumont's tone towards you and the attitude he's had. Oh. You know, I mean, since we got back from Atlanta, he's, I mean, kind of been up his own ass a little bit, and uh, I'm sure that's rubbed you the wrong way.
2: Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, well. You know, like. Uh you know frankly
1: I'm, I find his behavior a little bit unprofessional and with that a little hypocritical too since his beef review is about the quality of the show so I understand
2: if you're a little upset Shit, man. it's nothing it's nothing you can either be the water or you can be the rock you get to choose I was the rock now I'm the fucking water okay
1: all right good well hey uh just wanted to set the record straight and hey we all make mistakes and you know i think this is all gonna work out and i feel like you're you're doing all the right things me too man me too feels good feels good all right well hey uh greg goldman report back in full force this week huh goldman report hell yeah baby all right hell yeah catch you later greg they see you brett Buster Boys, episode 32. My name is Brett Jagger, joined again by Beaumont Rand. Hey. It's great to be back. Back from Mississippi.
0: And in, in, in Tennessee. In, in, in and yeah. Kentucky. Those are really the only three. Oh, I went to Louisiana, too, for the first oh, time. Yes. I went to Monroe, Louisiana. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Funny enough. Well, how
1: I'm... how was the trip? I know we've talked, yeah, but um, about for the listeners.
0: Sure, yeah. Uh, my friend Morgan lives in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, he moved down there and... Uh, I went down there to visit his place, his uh, girlfriend who I've never met, um, and yeah, you know, they um, ha- have a nice place to get beer. We went down to Jackson, which, you know, is a pretty, you know, it's the best Mississippi's got. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, I can't say, I mean, maybe driven through Oh well, yeah, well, 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 we but... drove through Oxford, but, you know, like that, you know, there was a place called Fondren that, that I hung out and ran around in, um, do I want to tell the story about the country music bar, <laughs> uh, or should we save that for another time? <laughs> up to you okay uh, i mean tell it and we can cut it if we want all to right cut all right it. so uh man i um go out on saturday morgan doesn't get off till 10 he's like yo i'll pick you up go have dinner go hit the bars and like whenever you give me like free reign to go solo by myself like i like no one's there to check me yeah you're so, going solo yeah yeah so i just Aaron uh, solo yeah, Aaron solo. <laughs> yeah yeah solo a star wars story yeah, yeah, and i and yeah. i take off um and i get really drunk um and oh. uh yeah no i i you know have dinner at the space called in public and go have these margaritas and, you know, by like, I don't know, like 8.30, I'm like, oh my God, like this is silly. So I go lay down in my car in the back seat and I'm like, well, I don't know where to go. Like I'm in like downtown in a strange place. So I go lay there and it's really hot and I'm just like, well, I got to get out of here. And I go sit on the bench and on the bench, I start having these bad thoughts. Like, oh, why don't, maybe you could drive home here in 30 minutes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I get up and I go use a porta pot and, uh, and I start, walk by this place, and I hear live music. And I know somebody I talked to at in Public was like, oh, there's live music at Doolin Dur- 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 Hall that night. And so this was Doolin Hall. So I walk up, still pretty drunk, and I turn this corner to get ready to go into the venue. There's a cop right there. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, like, <laughs> what could happen here? I'm this too drunk tourist. Here's this cop, you know. And uh, he was just like, you want to go in? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you need a wristband. And I was like, huh oh. He was like, here you are. And he slaps one on me, <laughs> opens the door. And I, literally I walk into this gospel country concert where they're singing like, I saw the light. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, like whenever I do things like that, I'm like, I threw myself into it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get way into this and act like I'm the biggest fan yeah. and start high-fiving people and stuff. And yeah, I had a good time. Uh, Spent yeah. some time in Memphis, right? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. That was um, a whole lot of fun. Uh, we went to Beale street. I did Sun uh, Records and Stacks Records, Sun being where uh, they first recorded Elvis Presley and Johnny mm. Cash. So like the birthplace of rock and roll, Absolutely. Stacks, soul, I, which the I like, you know, I'm not a, the biggest Elvis and Johnny Johnny Johnny, Cage, Johnny Cash fan, um, but I'm a big Isaac Hayes and Booker T and the MGs fan. So going to Stacks was, you know, uh, important to me. Uh, and then, yeah, we went down to Bill Street, had a fucking good old time, man. Drank in the wrong order. You know, yeah. drank Memphis Tigers malt liquor. Hell and then, yeah. and then gin and tonics and then a frozen margarita, man, you know, we um, went to this bar and saw the show, the temper. Oh, we went to Jerry Lawler's. Yeah. Yeah. There's yes. a picture of me by the ATM. What is it? It's like a restaurant. It's, or something? it's called Jerry. Uh, it's called King Jerry Lawler's hall of fame bar and grill. Hell yeah. Like subtitle, subtitle, how, sub how subtitle, was that? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You know, yeah, you All know, right. yeah. But yeah, Memphis is Pyramid. Well, uh,
1: it's good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. It was fun last week with Micah. Right. You know, we got kind of all the toxic bullshit aside. Sure, of course. Uh, but no, we had a really good time and rambled on and talked a lot and it took us forever to edit the damn it's thing. probably because he was drunk. Yeah, <laughs> drunk and toxic. Mm-hmm. No, I was surprised he kept it together and uh, did a real good job and despite, you know, just taking us a while to edit it and everything. It was, it was great, but I'm glad you are back. Thank you. Um, and, yeah, and I don't know, I caught it on when listening to really? it. He slipped something in at the end there about, I don't even know what he said. I'm, well, first he called us Kentucky bitches, so, yeah, let's, uh, maybe he was a mm. little toxic. Sexist. But, uh, and then said he's going to drop something here, and it, if we find out, it's going to end the world. So, I, oh, I, th- I think he's just clowning. I think
0: that's a bona fide veiled threat there, buddy. Yeah, but yeah, he, well, you yeah.
1: Knew he, had, he had to get something in, but again, all that bullshit aside, it was a good time and, uh, you know, even though he was my fifth, sixth pick, it ended up working out great and... You know, maybe we'll get one of those other guys on soon. You Hopefully. know, even if not as a guest host, but just have them on our Actually, show yeah. sometimes. So as yeah, we've been know. on theirs, and but and Micah's uh, got problems. I did get a lot of good feedback on Micah, though. However, did you? from just really? people on Twitter and our new Instagram, <laughs> which you can find oh, yeah, us on exciting. Instagram at Brainbuster Boys. Right. We're also on Twitter at Brainbuster Boys. All VR? major podcasting platforms. Yeah, not hard to
0: remember, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, um, but yeah, got a, got a lot of good feedback. But well, good,
0: uh, good. No, I'm happy, I'm, I, 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 I'm happy. <laughs> but I'm happy you're back. I'm, yeah, I, I'm happy that you're happy that the feedback was heavy.
1: And you know what else I'm yeah. happy about? What? The Greg Goldman Report coming back, baby! <laughs> but for real, chill
0: out. No, I no, 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 no! I, like, like you know, I uh, you know, I'm wearing my Hawaiian shirt here. Yeah. you know, I'm I'm coming I'm, off vacation. I'm vibing. Yeah, you, you are know, vibing. I'm vibing. You know, uh, we both
1: had really good days today. <laughs> no, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but you know, it's like it's um, gonna be fine, dude. I talked mind. to. He
1: called me earlier this week. Really? Actually, like just in an effort to try and do his best for the show, and prepare, okay. and, well, I knew how know, it was good, I mean, he was on the subway, which, uh, was interesting, but he says he does his best thinking on the subway, so okay. I'll let him do his thing, but, you know, there were some distractions on the subway, and, like, you could kind of see him, or I could kind of hear him starting to get angry, but he did, you know, he kept his cool, and, you know, really seemed concerned with doing a good job this week, so, again, he's got a shot, we'll see what happens, and, if he fucks it up, so be it. Okay. Give him his chance. Okay. So just let's just let this happen and see how it goes. Okay. Could be fun. Okay. And for if you recall, so I mentioned on the show last week and talked to you about this with uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton passing away, who was in the Midnight Express, who is managed by G- none other than Jim Cornette, and you have yet to real, you know, we talked a lot about him. You've seen some YouTube videos, but I'm like, what better opportunity? To show you Jim Cornette's just antics during a match. And that's why we held off on the Bobby Eaton match for this week. Because I wanted to do it when you were back. So we are doing the Midnight Express. Which was beautiful Bobby Eaton and sweet Stan Lane. Managed by Jim Cornette against the Rock and Roll Express of... Uh, fuck.
0: <laughs>
1: the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson nwa wrestle war 1990 i think i've seen this match once but it was a long time ago so this will be like the least familiar with an if you recall match i've been okay and i know it's just a really good old school heel versus face tag match with cornet being a prick on the outside oh, excellent, so excellent
0: excellent yeah uh, i think
1: you'll enjoy it and i'm looking forward to watching it again and bobby eaton you know after he passed, just heard so many, just the outpouring of support, and he was only sixty-two. Really, Uh, seemed just like a great guy. A lot of good stories coming out, but uh, yeah, looking forward to catching That'd that good. match we'll with you.
0: Wonder what Greg thinks about Cornette.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Just, we could find out. Mm-hmm. shall we yep let's fucking do it AEW Dynamite August 11th 2021 we don't have a theme this week for the first time in two months I feel maybe a month but we're in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and they actually start the show with the graphics saying rest in peace to Bobby Eaton and then we get MJF with a uh, apple Oh, gee, oh. Oh, Apple. And Wardlow, who looked like he passed out in a tanning bed. <laughs> uh, but I like just kicking it off with this promo to hype up the main event. Uh, MJF, I'm never going to say no to him with a microphone. And yeah. I, this was just a fun way to start it
0: off. No, I, I thought they were good. Um. I guess you mentioned the apple. My one criticism is with the, and I think this is maybe a recent thing. I see You see a lot of villains eating an apple and I think it has something to do. It's maybe, not something biblical, but like, you know, like maybe it is something biblical, yeah. like the fruit of knowledge or something like that. I don't and know.
1: I, you're right. You do see it a lot, yeah. but I enjoyed it just cause we haven't seen MJF yeah. do well,
0: well, it. Well, and it's just like the casual. Oh, oh, oh. Here we go. Hello? Hang on. Oh, not on. Now you are. Hey, Hey, continue <laughs> about the apple. Yeah, you were talking, I think. Right? Yeah, you know, like, I, there there are a lot of, vil- like, it seems like a very villainous thing just to be, like, that casual, heel, evil person eating the apple. Yeah. You know, just, like, nonchalant, like, yeah, my, you know, heelness. It is does just, just
1: add some heeldom to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, like
0: yeah, but, on it. Yeah, yeah, and it makes it seem, like, you know, very, like, remedial, very everyday. Um, And then Wardlow crushes it with his hand, you know. Yeah. I, I think he could have, like, maybe looked at it, yeah. you know, angrily versus crushed it. But it's wrestling yeah fun segment
1: a uh, fun little promo to start and i liked how uh you know mjf kind of at the end like at the end oh, like, yeah. reminded wardlow hey remember what happened when you lost to cody in the cage which led to cody getting to face him at revolution 2020 and then he's like get the job done tonight so again a little you know not friction but just some force from mj oh yeah
0: yeah which like you know i'm like obviously that you know breakup has to occur oh yeah Yeah. we've
1: talked it's gonna happen at some point it's gonna be fucking great but um yeah so we kick it off with a sweet little match with kenny omega and the young bucks defeating dante martin and the sidell brothers in 12 minutes eight seconds and i'll tell you what this was the dante martin show was it not hell
0: yeah man like uh it was jumpy. It was flippy. It was roly, like any ly adverbie times you know, like five. Yeah, like yeah. that guy can just fucking fly. Oh yeah, and like you know, it's almost like they sort of set this match up just to give him that spotlight, it, which it, was
1: smart, which was logical booking. It really did feel like that for sure, because yeah. like we've obviously seen Dante Martin both with top flight right. and as a singles guy since Darius has been hurt. Like he's been doing this stuff. Mm. But you're right, just something about this match and just doing it with the Young Bucks and Kenny. And it seemed like he had even an extra spring in his step this week, and the crowd was fucking hot for him. Yeah, you're right. It did kind of feel like, let's give this kid his moment, but he still showed up and over delivered. Like that was such an impressive performance.
0: Well, and it took a real, like, obvious plot, like, momentum killer. You know, like once Kenny, like you know, there were V triggers, and there was that like uh, BT triggers into the one. You know, like you kind of knew, but like before that, like oh, it was dude. all you know. Like I think he, like he was in the one in Angel wasn't he? One yeah, he yeah, he, he so, kicked. Yeah, so. Out of it. Yeah. yeah, so he had like flipped out F- of it. Flipped out of it. And,
1: of it, not and then kicked Kenny, and then yeah, he hit him with like a V trigger, and then Dante like got that near fall roll up mm-hmm. at the very end yeah. too. Another V trigger, and then he got hit with the one-winged angel as the Bucks were super kicking both Sidels outside. Yeah. But yeah, just a very fast paced Just it was just a wonderful match. Like it, everything flowed well. Everyone looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Dante not only there at the end, but just had in two really other just insane sequences off the bat. He had that big leapfrog into the drop kick and a head scissors. Um, you know, they, all three of them did the, the baseball slide and then Dante cross-bodied outside on all of them. And then he flipped out of a German suplex into a backflip in Zaguri, Rana to Kenny outside. Yeah. He was going fucking oh, crazy.
0: Yeah, he had a scalding hot tag at one yeah. point too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like where he kind of just came in and just rode the hell out on the bus. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He
1: just, every second he was in the ring and, you know, elsewhere too, like, it was just a sight to behold. Yeah, it was. And yeah, yeah. Like I said, it felt like he had an extra gear, mm-hmm. and he's only fucking twenty years old, man. Really? Like I said it to our text group last night. It's like this kid's got to be a future world champ. At oh, some for point. sure. He's yeah. twenty. I yeah. mean, he's if he's doing this at twenty, and I mean, we've only heard them talk like once. Yeah. And I'm sure he's not very good yet, but like he's got plenty of time to develop that, and just to be able to do what he's doing on this stage right now, mm-hmm. sky's the limit. Oh
0: yeah, like in that match, like was proof, and like AEW
1: knows that absolutely. And yeah, not not to take anything away from the Sidels, they both looked very good too. Matt did that fun little double hurricane rana again, and of course the Bucks and Kenny looked good, and uh, yeah, just a very very fun opener like one of the better ones they've had in quite a long time yeah yeah
0: no this was a great like a great classic tag team yeah from our early episodes and you know trios
1: they've been definitely doing the trios stuff more and as we've talked about i imagine those trios title belts will be coming soon enough because they've got enough groups and the matches are you know they're usually pretty fun you know the next trios match later on isn't as good as this one but right And then, after the match, we get some excitement as Dan Callis comes in and grabs the mic from Tony Schiavone and echoes something he was saying on commentary in the first match. He's like, Pittsburgh's never seen a team as good as the Elite, which Pittsburgh's won so many championships. I mean, the Steelers Steelers have several. The Penguins have several. Yeah, not the Pirates. Pirates in the 70s, but... Not the Panthers ever. No. (laughs) (laughs) But Pirates in the 70s. But yeah, I mean, so that's kind of funny that he went with that, but... Oh, let me back up. I totally forgot to mention, and I had it starred here, that they just casually announced Kenny versus Christian oh, All yeah. Out during the entrances. Yeah. I can't believe I missed even saying that, but that's how flummoxing it was. It's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're, you know, yeah. this has been such a hot topic of conversation. Last week they say Christian's number one contender. You know, we're all thinking, yeah, this is unfortunately probably the way it's going to go. But no prior mention. They just slip it in immediately after the MJF promo. Oh, breaking news from Tony Khan. We have number one contender Christian challenging Kenny Omega at All Out for the Uh, AEW world title. I'm um, like,
0: what? Almost like they're leaning into the anticlimactic nature of it. It is a little. And, you know, that got me thinking,
1: like, are they really, are they working us? You know, but, you know, I did see another report come out again today that Hangman will not be on All Out and that his wife is expected to be due sometime around then, apparently. But, like... Who knows about anything anymore? Like, who knows what reports are true? Hangman was not on TV this week, so, I mean, seemingly it seems like that's what's happening. But I still just don't really love that, like, it got got us to that point and then we're just going to pull it away for two yeah, months. Yeah, it's a bummer. And I'm sure, it, again, it's going to be great when it happens. But, yeah, I just, I loved it, you know, building up to the five-on-five five and last week. But it's just like, shouldn't they have done this two months later? Really? Like, I feel like it's just a... Sucking the air out of the balloon a little. bit.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It, it's really taking the wind out of the sails for it, and it's like we'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah, um, and they're yeah, gonna—they'll get it back. But, but uh, um,
1: but yeah, this was a fun segment. Um, Callus basically tells Christian um, that he can finally have one of the five-star matches he's always wanted. Yeah, I remember that. Even yeah, that though I think TLC two at WrestleMania seventeen was five stars. Want to note that there were very loud CM Punk chants at the beginning of this segment as well which is a thing that's been happening in WWE for a long time. First time we've heard him here interestingly enough CM Punk did her interview today basically saying that he might have a screening or something the night of the last dance for his new show Heels on Stars and that he's not interested in professional wrestling you know kind of feels like he's playing into it a little bit oh, cuz sure. Tony Khan even in another interview said everyone knows what to expect on the, at the first dance. Yeah. So again, just more kind of bullshit talk around this. Like I just want to fucking see it, but anywho, um and then we had the fun little moment where Christian called Callis a carny piece of shit. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, but we're in Pittsburgh, a carny jagoff." I guess it's jagoff of Pittsburgh. Yeah, that, that, that
0: surprised I, me too. I, I, I certainly I, I, I heard the
1: term. Today I learned. Actually, yeah. when I worked for the Reds, Marty Brenneman used to call me jagoff because really? he was just he was just a funny dude and yeah. would like to say inappropriate funny things, and he called me jagoff. That's so hilarious. yeah. I thought that was funny, but didn't know it's tied to Pittsburgh. Um, but then Christian says he, not only is he getting there that the AEW title shot is locked in, unfortunately, but he talked to Scott D'Amore, our old friend from Impact, who we'll see later on, and that he's getting an Impact World title shot at Rampage this Friday in the first match. And not only that, Jungle Boy also talked to Tony Khan and Jurassic Express is getting an AEW tag title shot next week. (gasps) A lot
0: to take in there. Um, yeah. Your thoughts. All right, well, um, here we go. So, looks like this um, plot line's going on the fast track, mm. you know, with that, like it's clearly what I would doing. see, it. that's for sure. Which, um, this Kenny versus Christian is going to be what I'm going to call a fast track stakes raising plot match. <laughs> Woo! Because wow. this, is, this is clearly a plot match. This, because... this one on Friday. Yes, oh, yes, absolutely. A, a thousand percent, because yeah. it, it's, it's either going to do one of two things. Both are plot oriented. One, it's Christian's going to beat him and then yeah. Kenny's going to win it back. Yeah. You know, or Kenny's going to beat, which would be the less interesting choice. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I guess that's, but that would still be plot matchy because it would advance it. But what do you think's going to happen? I, because I actually have, have been wondering about this all day. I don't see Christian winning. Yeah, sure. um,
1: I would just be surprised to see that happen, but it would certainly add a little more fuel to the fire at All Out. Which they need it. They do. I don't know. I mean, again, you could easily have a disqualification. AEW hasn't done that much, but I think this could be a situation that prompts it. Like, you could have. I think maybe the best thing to do would be have Kenny either intentionally get disqualified or, like, walk out with the belt. Like, Christian's about to beat him, and he just is like, I'm out. You know, intentionally loses the match, so to speak. So that could add a little
0: fuel. Mm -hmm. That'll
1: be. I don't know if that'll happen, but I'd I'd be hard pressed to see Christian walk out with the belt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be that like especially like changing hands that quickly. Yeah but I, I mean this is why this is a plot match. It is like moving toward like the actual Yes, thing. this is
1: Textbook, definition, connotation. Baby. Plot match. Yes, sir. Baby. And Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. Hell yeah, I'm here for it.
0: Jungle Express, like yeah. Michael S- M- Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Michael! That was unbelievable. Oh Michael! My God. Like, 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 like Like Michael S- <laughs> Michael
1: Pellegrini. <laughs> that was unintentional, Rand. yeah. And then uh, we had a pretty cool Malachi Black promo. Love that guy. Yeah. Heard him on Jericho's podcast. Just seems like such an awesome dude. Basically said he did everything he said he would, and he chooses to be in solitude. Holds up Cody's boot that he stole and said he's going to make anyone who wants to face him desolate and lonely. (laughs) Bummer. (laughs) Yeah, the words aren't as cool as how it looked, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I'm here for it. And then we get a quick preview of Roads to the Top. Uh-huh. On TBS, Cody and oh, Brandy's yeah. uh, new reality show, what, which I feel dude. like we've got to review the pilot. Sure. I mean, yeah, right? Okay. At least, at least, maybe not watch it B- B- all. B- but B-
0: been a while, but yeah, uh, yeah well, little, we may, we
1: may have to dig we'll, in. We'll, I don't we'll, even know we'll, when it's we'll happening. We'll dust it off and shine it up. Yep. And I saw a promo for Go Big Show season two today, coming soon. Uh-huh. No date, but they replaced Snoop Dogg with T Pain. <laughs> Not the greatest uh, switch there. No, not now. But maybe we'll have to review uh, the pilot of episode season two. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Two potential huge TARP moments on TBS coming up. But uh, just wanted to mention that. And a very brief, another great promo from the Redeemer Miro. Basically saying how he's going to squash Fuego Del Sol on Rampage on Friday. Get the man a real opponent, please. Definitely. And then Darby Allen defeats Daniel Garcia in 9 minutes, 42 seconds. Um, I enjoyed this. This was interesting. I felt like Garcia was on offense for like 80% of the match. You know, showed off his technical prowess. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of good, mostly like arm submissions and twists and counters. Right. And, but yeah, he kind of like, for lack of a better term, dominated the match. Or was at least on offense for the majority of it, but... You know, I enjoyed seeing him in two weeks in a row. Now I, he's another young guy who looks very promising. And I heard he'd had, and they mentioned it on commentary, a 60 minute draw on the Indies with Wheeler Yuta. See, like that, I, I, that I, I, I a lot like, of people are calling like a match of the year
0: see, candidate. See, I was about to say he's getting the Wheeler tri- Yuta yeah, treatment. For yeah, For sure. Yeah, yeah, on Dynamo and on TV. They really want this guy to be on TV. You're right. Number one, uh, or I guess number uh, two, we're on number two. <laughs> um, Daniel Garcia, that's Limelight's real name.
1: Is it? I thought it was Rivera. Oh, that's which dark the which, which I said Garcia one time, and you fucking corrected me. Yeah, Joe
0: Rib. Joe Rib. Joe
1: Gar. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. yeah that. I, I I literally opposite. had that written
0: here. Just, 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 just. It
1: must armed, have been ingrained right. in your brain from when I said. Yeah, it. yeah. Well, I had read things about him. Like,
2: is that I'm my? <laughs> I
1: think I thought that at first. Too. That's oh, such Lordy. a geek. <laughs> I with, hope with, that
0: wasn't planned. <laughs> yeah, with, with 2.0, and I had like I didn't know what their name was. I remember you texting something about that. Yeah, and I didn't know that until the end of the match. someone was like, well, 2.0. Yeah, but it was like I was like, who are these assholes in these yeah. like bright red sparkly vests? You know, <laughs>
1: terrible name, but they are a geek. Uh, talked about it with Micah briefly. They were known as Ever and NXT, mm-hmm. and were one of the recent rounds of firings. So they're like. In their late 30s, kind of jobbery, but comedy guys. And just good people to have around. Like, Mm -hmm. they're fun. Yeah. But, yeah, they've clearly been aligned with Garcia. But, um, yeah, I mean, match, again, Darby didn't really get a ton of offense in. But he ended up hitting the flipping stunner um, into the coffin drop. And that was all she wrote. And then we had the little moment after the match with 2.0, who, you know, was kind of fucking with Sting a little bit during and distracting the ref. They come in and attack Darby. And then Sting comes and hits them both and breaks it up and suplexes, I think it was Lee onto not our landlord onto the ramp and punches Parker. And we come to find out later in the show that Sting and Darby are gonna be facing 2.0 in a tag match on Dynamite next week. So Sting uh in a match on Dynamite. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's looked spry anytime he's kind of done anything for yeah. I mean I think he's clearly out exceeded expectations that I think we I know oh, I oh, have. oh
0: yeah like you know we all thought that he would just be kind of a cinematic match at best
1: yeah I mean yeah. talking
0: coming off winter is coming like
1: I think we even said like I don't even really want to see him wrestle but mm-hmm. yeah if so cinematic yeah. but uh, I feel like still maybe they like I just don't want them to overdo it and he gets hurt or something yeah, you yeah. know but again he's been fine and mostly just kind of stands there otherwise yeah so. just as a looming figure yeah and we finally have the entire death triangle together with Alex Abrahantes. And Pac basically says, don't worry about Andrade. And says the Lucha Bros are the best tag team and they deserve gold. Hmm. And, hmm. and they they don't like Andrade, so why is he so obsessed with them? And Pac said, come after
0: me because I'm easy to find.
1: More to come on that. To come And next up, we have the Hardy family office consisting of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn of Private Party and Matt Hardy with Angelico, Jack Evans, The Blade, and The Bunny defeating the best friends of Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Wheeler Yuta, with Chris Statlander in 9 minutes 49 seconds in what was a very chaotic, 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 weird, cho
0: Decent little match. It was fine. Yeah, I'm, I thought at the beginning at least was fun. Whenever they did the pocket thing, yeah, man Hardy was delete, yeah. delete, and then you know, then he put his uh, man Har- Orange put Mar- Man Har- Hardy's hand in his pocket, yeah,
1: and then he hit him with the side effect.
0: Right. I also enjoyed Orange's flop. Off the top. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. Is that what
1: he does? Does he do that a lot? He hasn't done it much. Like just no. that, like fall yeah, off of the Yeah, yeah. He definitely yeah, does. That. He doesn't do it enough. Let's yeah, put yeah, it that yeah, I way. Enjoyed yeah. That.
0: <laughs> um, it, lots of good Isaiah Cassidy screams. The girl screams. Holds well, well, the back. There was one that was tiny, too. Yeah. The first one was tiny. <laughs> you know, and then the second one was, um, God, what was it? Like it was like, you know. He had, yeah, there was a big well, one. Well, up. there are great periods where there's silence and you hear the, yeah. It just like just spikes through. I feel there. like it's
1: the first time we've heard one in probably two, yeah, three. Months. yeah we got doubles yeah that was fucking huge definitely making up for lost time uh we had nyla rose showing up to attack statlander yep. which they had the match later on um it was good to see chuck taylor get a nice little segment in this match um he kind of cleaned house of both private party guys hit uh like a flying somersault dive on the outside and then two power bombs just forget because we don't see him much in the ring or even on the mic like that this guy's pretty damn good in the ring and very very funny mm-hmm. and like you know we the wedding was just such you know fuck the wedding but even the butler thing was terrible yeah. and like i watched some old PWG matches which was like the small indie promotion in california where the bucks like kind of got their start and a ton right. of these guys were there not going to go into it but chuck was on commentary for a few of the matches, and they can say fuck and whatever else. And he was just fucking geeking me out. Like he's just so funny, and like I just wish they'd use him more. Yeah. Just wanted to go on a yeah, little. I'd chuck like to tale. see him a lot more and, too. And he he's is the Kentucky gentleman. After Yee-haw! All. What are you drinking tonight, pal? You, uh, you got I'm drinking, some bullet, right? I'm drinking bullet bourbon. I need a little more. Yeah. I uh. I got a bottle of bullet down there too. Yeah, no.
0: I saw it. about a pint.
1: Do you want to keep going, or did you want to get a drink? Would you want to get a drink? I mean, I'm good, but if you want to go... i want to get a, a small splash for you. Yeah. Roll <laughs> and roll and roll and roll the
0: roll. Roll the oh, roll and roll. Seth Rollins, Miguel Pyro. God damn it. All right, on Friday response. I guess have we I don't it? even we think we we didn't even finish the bad.
1: Let's, <laughs> finish,
2: let's finish the match.
0: <laughs> Oh,
1: there's not even really much to say
0: uh, I thought it was an anticlimactic win yeah you know we walked
1: out to get drinks and almost forgot to finish the match but but, but
0: yeah I thought like you know the heels won the, the, which was a bit
1: of a surprise I guess for yeah. what it's worth a couple surprises here i thought yeah um, you know yeah then the there's a match later on uh, the next one actually but before that we get andrade and chavo with that random dude in a suit yeah. who just keeps showing showing up which is kind of a geek but uh basically, whew, I need to find my spot. Andrade says that Pac was being disrespectful. And Chavo says, show him who's boss at All Out. And Andrade says, Pac's going to find out who's the, he's the boss at All Out. Which prompted me to tweet something with the graphic from the old TV show, Who's the Boss? Which got a decent little reaction oh, that, last that, that's night. That's good, yeah. Better um, than the movie Boss Baby. Yeah, but finally,
0: we get a match out of this. We've been waiting for it for weeks with these...
1: Some good,
0: some kind of dumb yeah. segments. Yeah, we really need it because that first Andrade fight against Matt Al was just, was just okay. okay. Yeah, I, so so we really need like after seeing him against um Aleister Black or now Malachi Black, like I you kept know, doing that last week. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. We really like. Need to see his like full low and behold. And this is a great opponent AEW. for
1: him for sure. And similar body types and yeah, stuff. both yeah. very athletic. I mean, yeah. Pac,
0: people forget, is
1: probably one of the biggest freaks in AEW. Kenny. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, I think Andrade probably wins. I mean, that would seem to make a little more sense. But Pack is pretty, he's pretty over and. Uh, pretty well-regarded in this company, so I think
0: it'll be an awesome match. Yeah, it'll be very interesting, I agree.
1: Yes, and then we had another Santana and Ortiz promo video, and I was actually like coming back into the room as this was happening, but I think Santana said something about wrap that shit up and keep coming. And Sounds I like guess, a condom. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yes, that's it sure idea. does. <laughs> yes, it sure fucking, it's a, yeah, an ad for condoms. Yeah, and make
0: sure it's still coming, like, you know.
1: <laughs> Santana's Shooters. <laughs> just wrap that shit up and keep coming. We're coming for you, FTR. We're going to shoot Okay.
0: Keep it in. Well, well they're coming for FTR. Yeah, and uh, Well, I mean... Yeah, of course we're going to well, see this match uh, again. Yeah, yeah. Very soon. Just, well, just well, as well, whenever well, Cash it, well, is healthy. Yeah, yeah. And it appears that, like, you know, with it being a flesh wound... You know, which is, it appears what it is versus a sprain oh, yeah. or a broken bone. but very deep but, flesh a very, a very deep flesh wound. But, like, with some stitches and stuff, I think you can get that shit together Hopefully quick.
1: he'll be back for all out. Yeah. Uh, Micah and I talked about the possibility of a Bucks versus FTR versus Santana and Ortiz triple threat match, which I don't think is going to happen, but would be awesome. Yeah. But it definitely looks like, assuming Cash is healthy, FTR... Versus Santana Ortiz at All Out, hopefully, which let's give give them that 18, 20 minutes. It'll be right. awesome. And I saw someone tweeted like a potential All Out card. And the one kind of matchup that stood out to me was they said the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. And we Ooh. had Pack earlier saying the Lucha Brothers deserve some gold, which they kind of had a huge feud in 2019 when AEW started both here and in AAA in Mexico. They had an incredible ladder match. They had an awesome match at the first uh, du- uh, double or nothing show. So <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, um, that,
0: I, I, that would be like if it's going to be you know a two on two tag match. That if, would be that would be the desirable yeah, if match. if we up. get
1: both of those matches, Bucks versus Lucha Bros, FTR yeah. versus Santana and Ortiz, let's go, baby! It's going to be awesome. Heck yeah, Hork your. And, yeah, I think this is the match that I think we were probably both surprised about. Exactly, yeah. Chris Statlander defeating Nyla Rose in 3 minutes, 7 seconds. And I'll tell you what, pretty damn compelling 3-minute match. No, I completely agree. I really, I honestly really enjoyed this and was pretty shocked when it was over. Well,
0: and Nyla had the advantage, really, or like, you know... in terms of physicality, Chris, I think, is one of the people who can kind of physically match up with Nyla the Yeah, most. she's she's pretty pretty stout woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus like your 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 and so very your athletic. Yeah, too. Very that's athletic. why you yeah. haven't seen a ton
1: of Chris yet, but like she can fucking oh, go. Oh yeah, man.
0: and it was a great match of friend- I love when um, Vicky screamed at yeah. Orange.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like after the, he gave her the, the thumbs, thumbs up, up. yeah, that, she that. did like the moon salt off the apron. Yeah, yeah Vicky got right. In oh his yeah.
0: Fucking and face. then it ended really quick after that. We got um,
1: you know. Yeah, there was the spot where Statlander like kind of walked on her hands and then got up and Nyla speared her, which was pretty cool. But yeah, then Statlander quickly hit a power bomb into her area 451, which is a 450 splash for the win. Yeah, pretty abrupt. One thing I wanted to mention... Uh, Earl, when Statlander made her entrance with the best friends to it might have just been Orange like she was selling the attack from Nyla earlier and Orange was selling the effects of the match before I just really like that continuity she yeah, kind of yeah. came out holding her side a little bit yeah and still found a way to get a win in three minutes a surprising win over the last you know challenger for the women's world championship but I dig it, and now starting to hear a lot of steam for Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker at all out, and I would love to see
0: it. That, that would be the best matchup, um, I think. In my if, mind, if Thunder
1: Rosa's of... not happening, which it doesn't seem like With it is, it doesn't
0: seem like it'll be a Sheeta rematch. No, you know? I mean
1: we haven't. Micah and I talked about it. He, she hasn't been on fucking Dynamite yeah, she, since she lost. Yeah. She's poofed, and she's got her new hairstyle and her new look. I want to see Sheeta, but yeah, I think Statlander versus Britt would be awesome. Agreed, because um, Britt's gonna beat job or high, which we'll get into, but uh, yes,
0: I think that's actually where we're headed now. We have the um, we bucks, Oh yeah, the the b- bucks with basketballs that or was bucks, bucks, Yeah, they need to get rid of that really quick. I know, like that's a big Coach K reference. Like it, it is, like <laughs> yeah. you know, like they are honoring uh, Mike Trusheski retiring this year, at noon, yeah. and also the incoming coach John Shire. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that, that's what they're doing. It has nothing to do with Space Jam yeah, being a I, water property. I enjoyed last also. week's
1: promo. I thought it was funny. I thought this was really dumb. And so. they
0: did recognize Coach K last week, right? Lending credence to my... I don't even remember, but I'll, yeah, I'll give it to you. Yes, I'm correct. Hell yeah. Always.
1: And now we have Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, entering to a huge ovation in Pittsburgh with those fucking...
0: Terrible towels.
1: Um, But basically Brits, uh, and again, great ovation. It was cool, to be honest. But uh, she can't relate to Red Velvet because she's always been at the top of the AEW, always been at the top of the women's division, and is the baddest bitch on the block. Did you know that she wasn't afraid to step up when AEW needed a women's champion? Or when that city needed a a new champion? Did you know that? (laughs) Baffled me. (laughs) Uh, mm-hmm. This was fun. I mean, obviously, it was just a big suck fest to Pittsburgh and yeah. Brit. Yeah. She she deserves it. Don't oh, she, get me she it was, it. It was It was a fun but, thing. But, but, but Our then,
0: Pittsburgh hate aside, it yeah. was fun. Well, then the bells came ringing to Jobber High. The, <laughs> class, the class was out. You know, school well, we didn't get out. to see her. Oh, yeah, she did
1: slide at the end. Yes. yes, duh, duh. Yes, it was very brief, though. They kind of had their little scuffle. Yeah, they skedaddled. Mm hmm. Yeah, but that should be a fun little match. It's main eventing, Rampage, yeah, so not little match,
0: fun match. But, like, deservedly so, like, she deserves it.
1: Agreed, yeah. agreed. In her hometown. And Red Velvet's a good wrestler. It'll be a good match, you know? I'm looking forward to it, but she going down. And then, we had... Oh, and just wanted to say, she said this Friday at Rampage, and still, your AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, and then the crowd. Dang! Um, dude, she didn't even say it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was sick. Another Cage and Ricky Starks promo video like last week. Don't remember what they said, but it was tight. And I think it sounds like there's going to be a confrontation next week, perhaps. But... Sounds
0: like a teeing up. Yeah. I'm... Hook did a little thing. on. Yeah, yeah. The throat yeah. slash. You're yeah. right.
1: That was fucking very tight. Yeah, yeah. There's, Hook's, there's Hook's cold... showing up, brother. Get those white boy muscles going. Oh. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's go. Yeah.
1: Uh, do we think this will be an all-out match? Probably. I, can, I hope so. If, if probably yeah. Well, we'll hold our thoughts on what comes out of the main event. But, yeah, I think it could be.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, unless they're going to, like, put Cage against Miro. But, like, that's way too... Yeah, you know, I don't think... Not enough but who is Miro
1: going to fight? I would love to know. Okay.
0: And next, the Good Brothers
1: defeat Evil Uno and Stu Grayson in 7 minutes, 39 seconds to defend the Impact World Tag Team Championships... With our good buddy Scott Demore on commentary, it yeah, was, was it was great here in Atlanta. He was Scott. real fired up. Yeah. Been a long time. Scott rules. Um, started sued Stu, <laughs> Sue, Stu. did the somersault dive on the floor to get it all, get it going, um, and Cutler pretty quickly tripped up Evil Uno and Colt kind of did like a full speed run around Colt Cabana and fucking clocked Cutler like right in the forehead <laughs> like the punch just looked so funny just hit him square oh, on well,
0: was that when he came up and you saw his like rainbow shoes come flailing yeah. like yeah those rainbow kicks which I thought were cool yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and then
1: he's kind of walking back and then here comes the elite hunter
0: this is who hit him this is the rainbow shoe guy
1: Frankie Kazarian who beats the shit out of Cutler and drags him backstage and then Tony Schiavone gloriously
0: teeing up hit watch hit watch hit watch oh Moxley hit Dan Callis yes he says direct
1: quote I'm only upset he's not here to hit Dan Don Callis Scott Demore. Tony on that I agree I was blown away Yep. It's um, like a, it, well, well, I was like, did he say
0: Dan? Well, it, it, obviously it, it, didn't, but it was like so perfect. Well, 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 if you think of it as a virus, you know, like it, 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 like infected us from watching Winter Is Coming, and then it went from us to Marvez during her interview with him, and then it went from Alex to Shivani, and, the, and then and then and now and now it's it's the you know it is the Let's jump the short the, the, yeah. the Hit Watch variant, you know. Yes, year, yeah,
1: yes, yeah. I shared our promo video today on both Twitter and our new Instagram, which you can find us both at. Brain Buster Boys, uh, that was a fun one. It I really enjoyed watching it back too.
0: Yeah, it was it, it, great. Funny, funny story behind it, we'll tell it someday. Yeah,
1: a lot of lot of hijinks around that one, but yeah, just absolutely was blown away by that. Just loved it. Like my antennas were
0: raised just by him saying that. It was awesome. I mean, I guess we haven't done a quick hit watch report. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've been at probably like a a carnation pink. At, you know, solidly. At, at best. At, at best. Yeah, it's been pretty um, pretty some, off some, the some charts. I'm hoping we veer into the reds a little bit because Orange or Cassidy Corals.
1: still hasn't even done anything. No. So like that still lingers. Obviously Moxley, Moxley lingers. Now Frankie Kazarian I, 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 has got to be top candidate just yeah, because of Tony who, Singh. Yeah, that's who I'm bet that's who I'm
0: betting on currently.
1: I think yeah, he's gotta be the betting favorite for well, sure. Well, hopefully
0: but, all out features a little bit of it, because you yeah. know Revolution.
1: We could get it before, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, with the first dance, we've got a couple... What if it happened in Milwaukee?
2: <laughs> I'd die.
1: Yeah. I'd shit a brick. I'd yeah. come. I'd come. Um, but yeah, come back from commercial. You know, I feel like Eva, or Stu Grayson again, you know, was <laughs> kind of the star of this match. Yeah. Beef. You know, a lot of leaps and, you know, suplexes and Remember, he and tried big to lift moves. up gallows, yeah. you know, which, like, he almost did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah, and Evil Uno was fun, too. And, you know, this match was very serviceable. Eight-minute match. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I certainly didn't think the Dark Order was actually going to win, but it
0: would have been tight. But um, When they do, that payoff is going to be um, sweeter than, like, who's sugar the, in the raw, baby. Yeah, who's the first... Team or
1: who's the first elite person to lose their title? Probably the good. Bro- I mean, the Good Brothers just won them,
0: but I feel like the Impact Tag Titles are the most well, yeah, well, expendable, and, and, and they're like W AEW 5 stuff. Yeah. Um, I think when the Bucks lose that, like I think I think they're going to be the first real ones. I think ones. you're. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be the when like the water comes piercing through the dam. But I think it's yeah, going to be. Yeah.
1: Well, and then maybe if Kenny's dropping the belt to Hangman
0: at full gear, maybe I don't know. Did do the Bucks lose earlier? I I, I would think the Bucks would lose earlier, just because like the Bucks are a, you know a lot more clowny. You oh, yeah. know, I, I feel like like th- their loss is much more expendable than Kenny's yeah. to this whole. Arc. Well, and I still think Kenny should hold it into
1: mm-hmm. next year, but that's yeah. another discussion for another day. But. Um, the good brothers end up, Grayson hits the stun gun and they hit the magic killer on Evil Uno for the win. Then we got a very brief Camille, the NWA women's champion, who's going to be facing legit Layla Hirsch via her win last week over the bunny at NWA Empower, which is an all women's pay-per-view, which is really cool. It's red, yeah. On August 28th, yeah. Thunder
0: Rosa's not in NWA anymore, is she? Uh... That she's with AEW. Well, she's
1: officially signed with AEW, but I could see her maybe still, like, doing matches. Yeah, over yeah, there. yeah, She'll I still be allowed. Yeah, right? I don't yeah. know if she's involved on that show. Um, mm-hmm. I know my girl Chelsea Green is. Um, and, you know, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it, but may catch some, you know, if some matches trickle out. But, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing. Uh-huh. WWE did it once as oh, well. Oh, did they now? Um, and then we get, fucking, finally, QT Marshall... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I thought the payoff for this was pretty good. Yeah. So, so Overall, um, yes. So, yeah. so take in, it away. In terms of me watching this. So yeah. I was out with my cousins. I was at this place called Monica. and I had it up on my phone periodically checking it, mm. you know, and then like I, I bike back finally and you know, I, I get back and I, I got to take a shower cause I'm disgusting. And then I, you know, I have my laptop on just to have it. So like when I get out of the shower, I can grab the laptop, go outside of my porch, sit it down. There I am. And I got it whenever Paul White is like yeah. out there. And then he just, you know... Well, QT pushed Aaron Solo right into him, which I thought was a geek. And this is our first big Paul White kind of showing on Dynamite. And
1: if he's really going to have his first AEW match with QT Marshall, who, again, I've been on record saying, I like QT Marshall, but like he doesn't need to be getting as much TV time when you've got other guys on the roster and women who aren't getting as much as they should. So, again... It was a fun little segment. You know, we got to see Shivani's son. He's like, I'm going to apologize for what we're going to do to Chris Shivani. And they pull him in. Camerado whips him in the ring. He's like, he's trying to be a wrestler. Pow. Mm. Right to the ribs. (laughs) And then, yeah. Did you note Paul White's music? Oh, if you were watching at the bar... Just the most incredible shitty butt
0: rock. You'll. Like, is it like someone to, well, it's the big show? It's way yeah. worse. Oh, really? it, I love it's, that yeah. song. Well,
1: it's the big show. <laughs> it's a big fucking show tonight. Yeah, that fucking rails. Well, what was this giant. Uh, music. He didn't have it for a while. Really? He and just then came it was out just out NWO time. probably Yeah, he came out the nothing for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Um but yeah, li- when we hear it, it just t- absolute butt rock. You're going <laughs> like, to like, Like
0: more so than Good Brothers?
1: Oh, a million. It, like <laughs> d- It's textbook definition connotation butt oh although,
0: although the Good Brothers culturally appropriate like Japan, you know, yeah, a little bit. You but know? just
1: the song, I mean, is just yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. butt rock. Gotcha. But yeah, something to keep an eye on. <laughs> and yeah, fine little segment. Tony Shivani. I apologize, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it was fine. I was well swearing. Ahead. I guess, yeah, I guess we're going to see QT and Paul White, I guess. Anywho. And uh, we get to, oh, I'm, quick, I like this. They showed from Dork Orl Abortion, Joey Janela turning heel on Sonny Kiss. I just like that they're featuring something from that because I don't really watch it. And it's like, okay, this happened. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see the ramifications on So now I'll know why Joey Janelle is a heel. Right, which I'm wearing his shirt. Oh yeah, right you now. are. Yeah, about that. Radical. He's a bad, bad boy, and so am I. And in the main event, the fourth labor of Jericho, Chris Jericho defeats Wardlow in 10 minutes,
0: six seconds, in what I would call a stinker. Yeah, it was like Rocky versus Ivan Drago. You know, it was like this bigger guy. You know, where it was like very. Cinematic, not as in cinematic wrestling match, but cinematic as in like Iraqi movie match yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, it takes so many punches. Yeah. And so like, obviously Wardlow just beats him and beats him. and well, beats Jericho him. Jericho yeah. hit the code breaker immediately for a one count yeah. and then Wardlow just fucking dominated. Yeah, yeah. From and, and, and that's what it was. It was just kind of this Darby allen like kind of thing where, wherever, like he keeps going to lay it out and lay it out, but it's with Jericho. Who's a 50 year in an AEW Dynamite main event. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like, you know, with Darby, like, you know, this is much more plot matchy than like something that Darby's going to be in. Jericho's
1: just starting to, again,
0: like, when we really called it
1: out Full Gear 2020, like, his matches have gotten better since then, but now four weeks in a row, like, he's looking a little cash, Oh, yeah, yeah. A little haggard yeah. out yeah, there. Yeah, you know
0: how Don Quixote was the man of La Manca? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho was the man of La Plot Mancha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Maybe there was a plancha in the match. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, but yeah. This just wait, wasn't me... very good. And like, Wardlow ended up hitting what eight, ten power bombs. Oh yeah, which half of them were or through pay... the commercial. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so it was just kind of this hits the F ten again. It was like it was like Rocky. It was like you get beat, you get beat. How many times do you get beat, Andrew? and Wardlow's too yeah, you good know, for like... this shit. He yeah, is, yeah, like
1: Wardlow should not it, be it, jobbing out. This for, sh- Chris this should have been Paul White. Like, he would have played the Uh, same role. Yes, you were here last week, but yes, I agree. agree. It would have been the exact same role. And now we we have to to see him debut against QT Marshall. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, do it again. And one more time. Yeah. (laughs) Nice little squeaker there at Mm. the end. I agree. Or Sammy. That was my dream. No, it, no, was no, ne- no, it was no, never gonna happen. No, it's Like
0: like Jericho versus Simeon, that is like peak yeah. plot match. because it is truly like you and know. If they would have taken it seriously, it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been great, but like mentor versus mentee. No, like this sucked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like it, it did. Like of, like I kind of like when Jericho kind of came back, you know, and, and did his thing. Because like I don't know, like. I really like how the crowd gets behind him. Jericho's yeah. you know, like is like, like,
1: my favorite wrestler well, well, of all well, time. Well, I remember, like, I he's think cash. Well,
0: and I think, like you know, we, we had this um, part cut one time where we ripped on like everyone singing Judas, but now I really like it. Absolutely, like, I can't I wait, can't wait like, to sing yes, Judas. Yes, See, yes, yes. We have to Google the lyrics. But but also, you know, after Jericho um, hits the Judas effect for the win you know, at the end of this. Um, After he hit him with Floyd. After he hit him with Floyd. That was the catalyst. Not a clean win. I mean, even still, come on. Well, I think it was like Lion Salt was like before that. So there was some Jericho moves. Yeah, he had him in 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 the walls of Jericho. Yeah, the walls of Jericho, not Lion Salt. But, uh, anywho, um... So, uh, after the match, we're there now, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, MJ comes out, and he says, hey, he, yo. Uh, well, he was shocked. He was, he was shocked. He was like, oh, Jericho, you <laughs> well, don't not know. yet.
1: This uh, came uh, after everyone came out, though. Oh, yeah, they did. Everyone <laughs> came out, and <laughs> they so were mad. like, oh, Hey, yo, Sean Spears ran out, oh. And yeah. then, hey, yo, Sammy G came out, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then MJ was like, yo, Jericho, uh, you got a match against me next week. And you I got Mr. Jake
0: you know, Hager. Jager, yeah, Jake Hager. <laughs> (laughs) Super
1: championships, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And now
0: MJF says he goes, "Oh, Jericho, you don't know what's coming up next week, but I do, and uh, we're gonna have a match, uh, Fifth Labor, you know." And um, okay, like so. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um. So the the um, stipulation is no Judas anything, no um, Judas effect, no song. No uh, guy stabbing person in the Bible. Yep. You know, no um, Jesus Christ superstar. Nope. None of it. None of it. You know, and uh, I think it's going to be fun next week because he's going to come out and everyone's going to sing Judas. And I think like that, oh, like, yeah. like, you know, for me, my personal arc of hating that to liking that yes. is going to be complete. Yes. You know, because I'm going to enjoy that spectacle. But again, another underwhelming stipulation since um, the second labor with Nick Gage like this downhill, downhill. Yes. Yeah, and I—you um, probably
1: heard last week. Like I love the nostalgia of the Jericho yeah. Hooventude match. They worked hard, but yeah, it wasn't great. And this was just a, like you said, I'll just let out a little bit of a wetter yeah. one. But I love Wardlow. I love Jericho. It just didn't work. It the, the booking was bad. The match. Right. It just. Jericho shouldn't be getting his ass beat by Wardlow that bad after the three matches he's had in a row and still win with a bat hit and a Judas effect. Yeah, no. I'm I, sorry. Like, no, no,
0: lazy storytelling. Bad, um, yeah. Agreed. You know, like, 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 not like, um. What's the word? Um, unambitious booking. Yes. Yeah, not not very ambitious. And, uh, yeah, like, I thought, like, this could have been a lot better. Because, like, our ideas, like, Sammy, Paul White, you know, uh. Anyone else. Just like the way it happened, too. Like,
1: I I just hated that Wardlow, who's this dominating figure who doesn't wrestle much. Yeah. You know, we don't get to see him much, and he's so good, comes in and just dominate, 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 bat hit loss. Yeah. Just like, like, it just completely buries Wardlow. Obviously, he's going to be fine, but it just, I just don't like it. Do do we think... No, go ahead. No. Well, the one thing I wanted to say, the big shock to me was that this match is next week. Yeah. And not at all out. So that begs the question, Micah last week said Jericho puts his career on the line. You said before we got on the air that, hey, what if Jericho loses next week and then he puts his career on the line at all out? Yeah. I would like to see that. I, I mean, that would make the most sense plot wise. Um, uh, yeah, like this has been the biggest feud in the company. Yeah, for yep. nine, ten months well, since we started the show, well, since expect,
0: before it. Well, especially with like you got Kenny and, and Christian. Like you need something bigger. And I know? think Punk Darby, yeah, is like, like likely
1: going to main event the show. Is yeah. kind of what people seem to think. Right, but but you're right. Like this again, it's probably not going to be the prettiest or best match, but. From a story perspective, labors aside, this has been, to use the term, a fulcrum of our show. And something we literally have talked about probably every week since we started. Oh, and yeah. are we really ending this on a dynamite? I just don't think so. I was
0: just surprised to even hear that that's when the match was. It's, it's murky. Um, like, booking-wise. <laughs> yeah, wise, you know, have we reached a point with AEW where they've hit a Jimmy Carter crisis of confidence? Oh, maybe a little with, bit. With booking. Yeah. You know, I like, like, that. A, like I think like, you know. It's been a little weird lately. Like, 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 like you know, a look into the mirror. Yeah, it, it, it's been a little weird. It's been like, you know, do you embrace the anticlimactic? Like, like, you know, they're, they're kind of like heading in that sort of direction, but it's like, no, this is wrestling. You're like, you can't do that. But we all got, time.
1: I have hope though, that there's bigger picture, you know, with hangman, surprises. with surprises, MJF, or just, they know the destination and maybe they're just kind of struggling to get there a little bit. Well,
0: and I think maybe they perhaps realize like, oh yeah, like we fast track hangman. And then, and then they were like, oh, like we want to do all these different things. Oh, and then and Daniel Baby. Bryan
1: and CM Punk certainly looming potentially. Like we don't know, but you know, the rumors say that that could have adjusted some storylines, too. So who knows? Yeah, who but knows? you're right. I love that you brought that up. And, you know, we've kind of been talking about it off air, me with Micah a little bit and other people. It's like I still love AEW and, you know, love watching these shows and really gets my blood going. And, and it, But, yeah, it's been a bit curious of late with some of the booking and decision-making. It's not going to cause me to tune out by any means. And, I, again, I have faith long term and the matches are still pretty damn good largely and I'm still very excited about All Out but yeah let's do a little better TK and company
0: yeah crisis of confidence I want to talk to you right now about a fundamental threat to American democracy the threat is nearly invisible in ordinary ways it is a crisis of confidence. All right okay
1: well before we get into the debut episode of AEW Rampage I just want to take a second to talk about a match I watched this week that I was absolutely riveted by that sure. does have an AEW connection and we just watched at least a few minutes to show you and that is from Gato Move Pro Wrestling, the Choco Pro Special Show. That is Emmy Sakura defeating Mae Saruga in 36 minutes, 25 seconds. I want to bring this up for a few reasons. One, we've seen both of these women in AEW. Sakura has been here in America prior to COVID. Saruga and her were both part of the AEW Women's Japanese Bracket Tournament. Uh, but this was Emmy's kind of send-off match before she's, I guess, coming over to America to work in AEW full time. And I just had never seen anything like this. Just the setting
0: alone was like almost like a one-room schoolhouse. Yeah, it looked like a, it definitely looked like a classroom. Yeah. I, I, like you like told me that beforehand. And when you say one room schoolhouse, I kinda <laughs> thought of like an old dusty, yeah. you know, schoolhouse, um, you know, where the teacher smacked your yeah. hands with a ruler. But it's a really
1: small room. It,
0: it is, yeah. Um, with a mat just on the floor. There's no ring. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a bl- bright blue yeah, wall. Yeah, a couple windows and, like, some, like, what looks to be, like, like, people's names were there. Yeah. Like, 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 like I feel like people could pay to get there because, like, you, you could see, like, the flag from the yeah, country they are from. They were kind of like recognition
1: awards or yeah, something just yeah. up on a glass wall and, like, they would go outside and fight right. and the ref would pull these things up and you'd see their faces, like... Like, I'll, smushed against
0: the glass. Yeah, you know, kind like, of that a lot of stuff.
1: very fun, goofy comedy stuff in the early going, which, for you, I just kind of skipped through and just okay. wanted to show you some, but, like, I was captivated for the whole 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it got to, as we saw a little towards the end, like, very strong strikes and yeah. slaps and throwing against the table and flying moves where Saruga was using the window, almost like the ropes. Like, just such a creative, fun insane match that just happened this week and just wanted to bring it up because again i'd never seen anything like it i loved it and excited to see emmy sakura make her way back over to aew she actually had like a freddie mercury gimmick in really first, she'd like paint on a mustache and would come down with like a microphone stand to like queen music so i don't think she's really doing that anymore but that was a big geek too.
0: yeah yeah that sounds pretty tight um yeah, I mean, what I kind of liked about this was, like, it had this very indie feel, and whenever I see, like, you know, footage of indie matches, it's, you know, somebody with the camera, like, there's nobody mic'd up. Yeah. So you don't have that sense of, oh, yeah, these are the people who are in the lapels, yep. and here's what's near to me, here's what's distant. Like, it all sounded like it was just occurring in that room. Yes. And they use the space, and you can hear the echo in the yep. small room, and then... You had the crowd, which was four people. Yeah, literally. in addition
1: to the ref, like four or five, including yeah. the camera person, yeah. whoever that was. But yeah, very small. Oh yeah,
0: like and that sort of indie, low budgety kind of feel, like you know, it was very endearing to me. Yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I like it. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wanted
1: to talk about it. And hey, if any of you out there have seen this match, let us know on Twitter or Instagram at Brainbuster Boys. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But Let's go into Rampage. Let's go. From just last night. Yes. August 13th, 2021. Also in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we kick it off right away with a bit of a surprise. Yep. That uh, Christian Cage defeats Kenny Omega in 15 minutes, 28 seconds to win the Impact World Championship. We just talked about this Thursday when we recorded after right. Dynamite, and boy was I wrong. Yeah. Um You boy. know, I but the finish made sense. You know, it wasn't oh, a clean win. You know, the it was a just great match. Like the just a lot of great counters, a lot of speed, a lot of good moves. Couple of Canadians just going at it. Yeah. But yeah, the young bucks come down after Kenny gets a low blow due to Dan Callis' distraction. They slide the chair in and uh, kenny sets it up and he tries to get christian in the one-winged angel but he slips out and hits the kill switch and gets the one two three and the belt collector has lost his first well two belts technically i guess it's one championship but there were the two it, so it, one, why is that i was about i, I was you know to i'm i i do not know enough of like impact so yeah, yeah that's their old belt like they and i know it was split for a while in impact like there was the impact champ and the tna world champ uh-huh. but i think they merged them so, so, they want to keep the two it's belts. It's just though. one champion for two belts. That's yeah. unique. Yeah. Like, WWE did that back in the day when they had merged their two world championships at a point. So, it's been done. Um. So, interesting thing that I didn't think about or that we didn't talk about Thursday when we recorded is I was reading a lot. So, the Kenny Andrade match in Mexico in AAA is tonight, actually. Really? So, we'll know the result of that match when this comes out, but... I was reading just stuff on Reddit and whatnot about how, like, Andrade's probably going to win that match. You put the belt back on a luchador, you know, you give... Because Kenny just hadn't been around. Right. So a lot of people were speculating, like, well, maybe AEW does have Kenny lose the Impact title, so it ha- the first one happens on their show. As opposed to like, hey, Kenny's Ooh, gonna lose. Like like, 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 and... like, like, like
0: getting to it faster. Correct. Ah. So because it, it, it seems like you know this whole like story arc has just been like thrown together right now. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't it seem was. like it's been like conceived. It's like, well, you know, I, if not Hangman, then this. And I think you know. that's
1: my biggest problem with this whole situation of if it's true that like Hangman was always gonna take this time off to be with his wife then why did you tease us so
0: strongly with that, knowing he's going to be gone for a couple months? Right, right. Yeah, and I think that's, like, you know, annoying. I, I think they probably realize that, oh, whenever we start this back up again, everyone's going to love it just and as they, much. And we will. Yeah, but, and we but will. But, like, yeah. dude, yesterday, I, I had a bad day
1: yesterday, and just watched that promo video, the you don't need to have to be a cowboy, and that entrance with the Dark Order, and, like, it just gets me so fired up and like, wow, this is the thing I was most excited about and have been for years. Yeah. Yes, it's taken away right now. Of course, we're all going to be into it again. Mm-hmm. But man, they just had it. They had us they up had here it right there. And uh... let's get back to the match, which you called a what?
0: And, and I was entirely right about just it. Absolutely correct. A a fast track stakes raising plot match. And it um, sure was. Oh, like, and just like, beautiful. AEW opens up the Rampage era with a plot match. Just a huge one. Just one of the biggest one. we've had in a while. Well, I oh, guess
1: all these Jericho labors have been, but that's plot matchy by oh, but, just its whole thing. Yeah,
0: but. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Jericho, you know, has just been kind of doing the plot match circuit for a bit. Yeah. But, like, no, this was.
1: He has been doing the PMC. Yeah,
0: yeah. This was a good plot This match. was a very, very good match. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: I'd probably go four to four and a quarter stars on my scale, but you know, started out slow, and Christian gave Kenny the finger, and I loved right away, like, Kenny goes for the one-winged angel, Christian flips out, goes for the kill switch, gets out. Just kind of, it set the tone very well, yeah. um, and just after the break, it was just so damn good you know, just back and forth yeah, counters. There's a
0: really cool shot and they've never done this on Dynamite. Whenever um Kenny Christian had Kenny up on the post and it was a shot right behind the post and it showed Christian like just sort of hitting him. Yeah, his just head. hammering him. And man, yeah. like, you know, that looked really hard. Like yeah. you know like, like <laughs> you know, like maybe he's pulling his punches at the last millisecond. Yeah. But like I really enjoyed that shot. Like it absolutely. really it it really sold me.
1: Yeah. You know absolutely. Yeah. And we'll get in late a little later about kinda differences between the look of this and dynamite and how i'm looking for a little more but yeah that's a good catch for you uh or by you jesus and yeah just once we got down the stretch like after that as well um you know kenny finally hit the power bomb which christian kind of staggered and he rammed him with the v trigger and then we as we know that's Mm -hmm. when the match really starts um, but then Christian got that spear for the near fall. Right. I mean, the crowd was obviously so hot, which was great. Cause like, again, a lot of the crowd didn't necessarily want to see this feud, but the Pittsburgh crowd was fucking hot. Oh yeah. They were, not... they were into it. Like credit. And to it them. was just a great match. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, down the stretch, Kenny hits those back to back snap dragons Um, You know, a couple counters, and Christian gets his kind of awkward-looking frog splash. And I remember Jericho was going nuts, and everyone was going nuts that he kicked out. Uh, But yeah, like we referenced, Callis gets on the apron, the Kenny low blow, and we already talked about the finish. But yeah, just like, I feel like after the commercial break, this was just a fucking banger. It was. You know, obviously the finish gives us enough of like, okay, Kenny's... Got a
0: gripe here. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, coming from a non-wrestling perspective and you kind of know more booking wise, like what makes more sense for someone winning or losing. But to me, it was like, yeah, this had to happen for like tension to be raised. Because if, yeah. if if Kenny beat, beats him and Kenny's definitely beating him at all out, yes. like that is the much more likely uh, outcome versus this. I think they at least had to do something different here to, to keep a relatively uninspiring, you know world heavyweight championship title feud yeah you know from being just this formality and we're there now yeah you yeah, know yeah. like
1: now christian got the win and now, as now he, there are stakes and yes. as he said in the promo after the match like i'm in your head now you know i can beat you i'm coming for that aew title yeah. next yeah
0: yeah In my opinion like this is this just had to happen or otherwise the entire booking decision for this would have been in my opinion of a solid failure. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like I had said the other day, though. If they had gone with Kenny, like, intentionally getting disqualified or just leaving, like, that could have done, accomplished that as well. However, I think this was the better call, but I guess just in my head... Sure. I'd been so set on, like, this whole belt collector gimmick just lasting longer. Right, Kenny supremacy. But in thinking through, oh, Andrade, Kenny's happening, and Andrade's Mexican and a luchador, and Kenny's barely been around. Like, yeah, it makes sense for them to give that belt to Andrade. So if this belt collector thing was going to, you know, because AAA is making those decisions, not AEW. So like we just said, like, AEW kind of jumps the gun with... Demore from Impact, like, all right, let's have him drop this. Then he's going to drop A. Then we're going to get a new Kenny who's pissed off and yeah. desperate. And there's talk out there, and I would love to see it, that Kenny, Christian, it All Out could be a ladder match. Because Christian was a ladder match legend back in WWE with Edge. Like, you know, they've famously... Had the TLC matches with the Hardys and Dudleys, and it just kind of became a big staple of his right. career. Kenny has only had, to my knowledge, one ladder match sure. in New Japan in 20, I think, 16. He lost to Michael Elgin. So, you know, and that would be a different stipulation. You know, that would change the whole
0: landscape of the match to completely different from this one. Right. So I'd love to see it. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see it too. No, it's uh, definitely, and I think, like, if, if Kenny's going to keep the AEW title until Revolution. Well, it's sort of. It's sort of like 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 what you like what we've talked about. Like there's got to be some ebbs and flows to this. It can't just be win,
1: win, win, yeah. win, win, win. win, 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 win. Yep.
0: Heel, heel, heel. Like, you know, we, we, we got to have a little bit of... Win. Mix
2: um, it up. Yes, exactly. We had the
1: triple threat match yeah. at Double or Nothing, which was different. Win, win, It's going to be interesting, though. We very well may not see Kenny, the AEW champ, main event, back-to-back pay-per-views. Right. Like He didn't, you know, Stadium Stampede main evented Double or Nothing. I mean, I mean, this is Talk team. of Punk and Darby, maybe, main event. Because, like, Punk is such a big star and he's been gone for seven years that, like, it would make sense... And it's a higher profile thing yeah. than Kenny Christian, but a ladder match could do it. And I don't know if they've even had a singles ladder match in AEW yet. So again, it could be a first time for that as well. But Interesting stuff. Yeah, Steam is definitely picking up for All Out. And uh, yeah, just an a awesome match to kick off Rampage here. Kind of already referenced the promo that Christian was cutting after. But one thing of note was Orange Cassidy just chilling in the background the whole time. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you saw yeah, that. Yeah. Like, didn't say a word. They didn't reference him. So is Orange coming after the Impact World title? Like, I saw... Is he going to hit Dan Callis? God, like, he I hope happened, so. But, like, uh, he's saw that I think Christian's first challenger for the impact titles already lined up it's Brian Myers who was formerly Kurt Hawkins in WWE but hey orange was there and yeah. I'm sure they're going to do something with it and you know that's obviously his gimmick just kind of chilling hanging yeah. around but it's noteworthy so, then we got our... Well, and I also did want to mention, I loved how, like, Christian... Because he and Mark Henry, obviously, were together in WWE for so long. He's like, you know what, Mark? I love you, and I'm just so happy you're here. Yeah, it, I thought that was really cool, And too, then at the yeah. end, Mark's just like, I'm just so happy for you. But yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just cool, just, just cool genuine. human stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we got our fired-up promo from Fuego Del Sol, who's 1-39 and going for the contract and going for the TNT title. Which he did not win, and Miro defeated him in 1 minute 59 seconds, but I'll tell you what, this is probably about the best 1 minute 59 second match I can remember. Yeah,
0: um... You know, I, I, I will say um, I will say a criticism that I'm going to morph into a positive do along it. those lines. Let's go. Um, you know, these Miro matches lately have just been extraordinarily formulaic. And I mean that in, in a not great way. Um, sure. Challenger gets in some good offense. Mm-hmm. And then Miro steamrolls. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously they still have not figured out a real Challenger, which hopefully they'll do one by all out. Yep. I hope um, so, too. Yeah, and I really have no idea I have what that's no going to be. Right I, mean, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, whatever that is, is going <laughs> to hopefully come out of nowhere in the next two weeks yeah um but uh you know with that formula they did the most yes out of this like, like
1: i will say i will say that i mean yeah compared to the lee johnson match which was like 10 minutes or even this was better than pillman's match you know so like the lee johnson the evil uno the pillman remember he oh fought the evil uno I'm dante sure. martin so they've all been like pretty good but you're right it's been like and this one is just a lot more compact given yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. two minutes. But yeah, like he has been letting his opponent get the offense in, and then it's an abrupt kick, game over. Yeah, but, and,
0: and like we need to move away from that. It's yeah, time.
1: Agreed, you know. agreed. But I loved this for what it was. Like, of course, the 1 in 39 Fuego del Sol is not winning this match, but. He hit three Tornado DDTs. Oh, you know, you can tell well. very Miro was shaken. Like, it took him, I think, to the count of eight or nine to get back into the ring. Mm-hmm. After the second, he hits him with a third. And then, yeah, Fuego goes up to the top. He gets caught. Samoan drop, which I love Jericho called it the Bulgarian drop. Um, and then the super kick. And the game over. Um, and then Miro wins. He rips up the contract after the match. And then we get... A moment that I loved and um you know you see we hear the music of Sammy Guevara, which I watch Being the Elite, I don't really watch Sammy's vlog, but I know enough that like Fuego has been such an important character, especially right. on Sammy's, he's been on Being the Elite. He's a huge darling on Reddit, you know, he's been on Dark and Elevation jobbing, obviously due to the now one in forty record, but he has become a beloved figure. And the moment I saw Tony Khan come out there, the moment I'm like, oh, I think this is like Oh, real. yeah. Oh, this yeah, no, is no, real. No, no, yeah, yeah. And like, you, you know, Sammy, they say he's his best friend. Like, I think they are like really good friends, real life. And like, you could just see Fuego's face through the mask and just the raw emotion of like what that meant to him. And um, and for Sammy to be able to do it and come out and be like, hey, you're like one in 50, but these people love you. Right and you are all elite. And I thought it was a very cool moment. Uh, Just, like, uh, a very cool human moment. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I thought it it was really nice. Like, whenever I saw Tony Khan come out there, I was like, ah. Which, as we uh, know, like, he doesn't really,
1: like, he's been on record of not wanting to be, like, a character, but that was, like, a perfect usage of him. Like, he's the real boss giving the contract to this guy's best friend. Yeah yeah just awesome stuff
0: no I, I enjoyed that moment a lot yeah
1: um, and just the match and this post-match angle just such a great use of time and like you know i think we can get into this after the main event but just like this hour breezed by and it was a very fun, oh yeah just a yeah. fun show no i watched it this morning it was great to do with coffee
0: mm, coffee
1: and so then we ha- they showed Sting and Darby up in the oh rafters. Darby had had
0: gloves with his fingernails painted
1: yeah yeah I thought that was cool yeah uh, they promoed the first dance and they kept mentioning the best in the world stuff which is a, like I said a CM Punk thing yep. I didn't realize. I think I saw that both Darby and CM Punk have the drug-free tattooed on their fingers. Oh, really? Which I know CM Punk had, but I think I saw something about that. So, like, again, seems like this is definitely happening. Straight-edge dudes. Yeah. 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 That was Punk. He was the leader of the straight-edge society back in the day. But, like, he real-life is that as well. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing Darby is Oh, yeah. When you have,
0: like, Kenny and the Bucks. They're
1: both like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different era of wrestling, but... And then we got, so we finally, we did get something a little different, like right before the main event, we had Mark Henry on like a split screen interview, (laughs) interviewing both Brit and Red Velvet before the main event. Oh, that was a little weird. It didn't really accomplish much, but it was different. So they're at least like trying to do something different here, but yeah, it, it didn't
0: really hit. No, it it didn't build tension at all for me. Yeah. Like more so than like what was already we we like yeah, the tension from level di- was at from dynamite. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of a bit of a whiff. Yeah. But uh but you it, know,
1: but they're trying
0: something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, but they're, you're they're right. It air,
1: didn't, air, yeah. didn't really accomplish much. Mm-hmm. And in a very obvious choice, Dr. Britt Baker DMD defeats Red Velvet in 10 minutes 35 seconds to retain the AEW Women's World Championship. <laughs> thought this was solid I mean it wasn't anything great it didn't suck you know I thought it was just a very solid match um you know decent title defense yeah it's not like your standard main event but obviously given that it was in Pittsburgh and you know still very cool for Britt to just get this and I'm glad we don't have to see these fucking towels anymore but despite but she had not, the
0: Steelers logo on the back of her top yeah dude, it d- me and off.
1: despite Hating the Steelers and whatever else. Like her jackets and her gear have been pretty fucking tight. Like this week. Like I really enjoyed all of that. But um, yeah, I thought the match was solid. It was okay. I think the real story here is coming out of the match. We had Chris Statlander, who they showed during the match. Yeah, we yeah. just talked about the other day being her potential opponent for Al Out, and it certainly looks like that. She came in after the match, and it kind of sucks because she's obviously a base, but in Pittsburgh, she's going to get booed. So, right. like, she came in to attack Britt because Britt, I think, hit Red Velvet with, like, another neckbreaker after yeah. the match, and, like, she got booed. Um, but then we have...
0: Who is this person again? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah so I, Jamie, Hader,
1: Jamie Hader. Hayter. Jamie Hayter. H A Y T E R, I believe. She interestingly enough, in the October twenty nineteen dynamite that me, Azar, and Rich went to in Pittsburgh, Jamie Hayter as a jobber wrestled Britt Baker. Did she lose? She lost, but Azar even texted me today. He's like didn't uh, Jamie and Britt have that match in Pittsburgh where Jamie Hayter kind of outshined Britt? And I'm like, that's absolutely right. Because, like, Britt, when she came in, she was definitely, like, the biggest name in the women's division and everything else. But she's gotten so much better in the ring. And Jamie Hayter is someone who I've followed a bit since then because I was impressed by her. She's full-time in Japan or had been. And she had only, like, jobbed out a couple times on Dynamite, one to Britt Baker. And when she, like, took her mask off or whatever, for a split second, I thought it was Becky Lynch, who you probably don't know because she's been... She just had a kid and has been out in WWE. But she was, like, the biggest women's star they've had in years and like, main event in WrestleMania. Now she's supposedly coming back, but she's got red hair. And it just, like, looked like her for a split second, even though there was obviously wasn't her but i'm like what the fuck because jamie hates her she changed her look as well yeah that's now. what that, that that's she what looks commentary completely was saying, different yeah. yeah um so it's good that brit now has like quote-unquote more backup because i think she's been like talking about that and not ha- not being injured as much and like having someone beyond rebel So I'm good with all that, Um, and I think Pritt versus Statlander should be great. Like, obviously, the circumstances of it being Pittsburgh kind of dictated the reactions, but uh, yeah, I'm here for it. And, you know, not a ton to say about the match. Like, Red Velvet kind of missed that opportunity early to stomp on the arm, and the commentators pointed it out. Yeah, they did. And then she made a point to be working on the arm and, like, did the double knees. She ripped off that brace at one point. Um, she ended up going for a lockjaw. Then, like at the end, they were both kind of rolling yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, going they, they did for the flip,
0: it. and then she did it with her offhand. Yes, which the... I thought was nifty.
1: Yeah, because it's like her right wrist is the one that's hurt. So, yeah, she did it with the left. It didn't look quite as good, but yeah, like good continuity there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that needed to happen. Um, also, would be remiss to say this is what I would say a pretty significant job or high milestone. <laughs> you know, uh, Red Velvet has made it into the main event. You're on right. A TV show. You're right. Um, which, um, I guess if we're talking Silver, um, you know, it's a job I graduate, he's main evented, right?
1: I think yeah. so.
0: Yeah. Or, like, been part of a main event.
1: Yeah, I think, like, he and Hangman had a tag match at some point. But, yeah, I'm sure he has. I mean, hell, Sid Gunn has. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Still the weirdest main event was Sid, Sid Gunn getting a pin. I don't even remember Sid who Sid Gunn hit gets. him with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this was a really fun show. Breezed by in an hour. The four-man commentary booth wasn't, you know, it's ridiculous to have four, but it wasn't that bad, and I feel like Mark Henry kind of stepped away for some of it. But Jericho definitely stood out the most, given his style. But I feel like Taz was almost kind of... A second thought. Yeah, he
0: was—he was, he was kind of muted. Yeah, because you know, the- like Jericho
1: kind of does the same thing, but yeah. to eleven.
0: Well, well, yeah, and, and Taz had mentioned something about how he hated Darby and Sting. Yeah, and, you yes, know, he did. Like, he had, was. had a couple moments that, yep. that that were memorable, but yeah, he, um, you know, they're definitely going to need to balance that a little. bit. Yeah, more. and Excalibur, of course, always
1: a great job of steering the ship, but, you know, I think one thing I'd like to see is some different aesthetic choices from, like, it just looked like the exact same show, whether it's a different setup, different colors. I don't, you know, that yeah. interview before the main event was one of the only things that was, like, different. So, yeah. like, I just want to, let's just differentiate it oh, a little yeah. bit, and, however and, you go about
0: it. And, like, you know, like, they had that w- warehouse with, like, the wet floor aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that was different was that, like, sort of, like, orange lightning mm-hmm. that they used. Um, And that was it. And, yeah, yeah no, they definitely need... Like, just a color grading difference, yeah. in my opinion. and maybe
1: a different stage setup. Yeah. Just make it look a little different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, very fun show. You know, we got to see all title matches, all very different matches. Um, And, yeah, just excited that we've got another meaningful hour of AEW television these days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir Rebob. bob Well, anything else to say, or shall we...
0: Uh... Uh, no, 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 nothing on the top of my head, so let's hit it.
1: All right, now it is time for If You Recall. Excellent. And we are going back to... Yeah, it says WCW slash NWA Wrestle War 1990. I guess it's, it's, the technical name is NWA Wrestle War 1990, quotes, wild thing. No John Moxley here, though. Where the Rock and Roll Express of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson defeat the Midnight Express of beautiful Bobby Eaton and sweet Stan Lane with Jim Cornette in 23 minutes, 29 seconds. Your first true Cornette, you know, match moment. You know, you've been hearing, reading a lot about his toxicity and just everything, and we've had a lot of fun talking and laughing and joking about Jim Cornette. But now you finally got to see it in action, and I love how you asked me, like, you know, we got the promo before the match. He's in his sweet red jacket and his and that purple tie. Was purple it was hideous. Tie. It was hideous. And like, you know, the, they're coming out or the match just starts, and you're like. Is he gonna get involved? And I'm like, oh boy, just you wait. And literally like two minutes into the match, yeah. he like slides in, takes his jacket off, and he's like pointing his finger and like trying to fight the ref pushing back referee Nick Patrick, and yeah, he's really trying to fight the ref and the ref is like, All right, let's fight, and the crowd's going nuts and just Yeah. Yeah, he gets involved and he got involved a lot more beyond that. Yes. Um, in classic fashion. What would you think of
0: the match? More importantly, what would you think of Jim Cornette? Larger than life. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it, it 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 really was. It was, um, man, like, you see, like, managers and these people on the side do things. Like, Dan Callis, I guess, is the most recent one who does this. But, yep. uh, man, this was even more than that. Like, this was, like, the oh, match was yeah. as much about him yes. as it was For, about them. And
1: that's kind of how it was, and that's such a testament to Cornette. Like, he is the Midnight Express. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Like any moment he got, yeah. he would hit him with the rack. Hit him with or the rack, get on there. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he was
0: always a presence. Like there was never a moment where I wasn't looking for him. Correct. Uh, at ringside, jawing
1: with the fans, we noticed a few yeah, times, he was. like
0: pointing at people, and like you could see
1: yeah. him kind of walking out of frame oh, and like yeah. bickering with people. They like, probably called him toxic. Yeah, like,
0: he, he <laughs> is toxic. Yeah. But well, what do you think of the match overall? Um, you know, when it comes to old wrestling matches. I guess this is a little bit after the Golden Age, maybe? No, this is kind of hard it, You know, 1990, we're still kind of... Usually that stuff is real turgid and slow. And, like, you know, this was, like, fast and zippy. Yeah. You had a good pace. And, uh, yeah, like, I I, I, uh, really enjoyed it for that. Yeah. Um, Like, this is probably the best Golden Age match that I've watched. Yeah, I mean,
1: in terms of just, like, pace and excitement, you know... It was great. And I mentioned early on, like, this was a match that, like, I know or I think I've seen one time. And, like, I dove into a lot of the old WCW, NWA stuff when the WWE Network first came out. Because it's, like, had no access to it prior. So, like, I feel like I saw this match once, but didn't remember it, didn't remember what happened. So, that was kind of a new wrinkle on if you recall. It like, sure. this was new to me largely but yeah yeah. yeah, like again two of the most famous tag teams of all time especially like outside of WWF and yeah just a classic fucking old school match and I was a bit surprised that like it took till probably halfway through the match or even more that the heels the Midnight Express were really in control and they isolated Ricky Morton and probably made 12 tags yeah at least before robert gibson finally got that hot tag in but the faces the rock and roll express were kind of controlling the match for a lot longer period than i thought but and then we got just the classic like cut off the ring and you know make sure fucking ricky morton doesn't get the tag and then robert gibson gets the hot tag and goes ballistic
0: exactly yeah um yeah, you know, it had a, good, a really good ebb and flow, but uh, a lot of the pageantry of this match is what kind of, yeah. you know, really sold me. I mean, hell in the beginning, you want to talk about that? Um, talk about it. Oh, yeah, well, um, when, you no know, cornet comes out, uh, <laughs> what did they say? They said he stole Ivana from Donald Trump, <laughs> which is like, good Lord, like, it, you It's know. the
1: man who stole Ivana Trump from Donald, and he's just basking it in on the top rope. Yeah, there. yeah,
0: which it's so fun, like, like. You know, like now that Donald Trump has ingrained himself in a different way in our news cycle. Yeah. It's just so funny to hear about him like that. Yeah. You know, like like 21 just, years ago. Yeah, yeah, you know, it seems like a different reality. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then JR made a homophobic joke about how he plays mixed doubles I think tennis. He's, he's not sure he likes swimming. I
1: didn't know he liked girls. He yeah. plays mixed doubles tennis.
0: Mm. <laughs> and then um, what's this uh, JR? Terry Funk. Terry Funk called him the most overbearing, obnoxious individual.
1: That's right. <laughs> toxic (laughs) but right before right as Cornette was hugging beautiful Bobby Eaton right before the match started and yeah just want to mention again rest in peace beautiful Bobby Eaton he had a segment in the middle of this match where he looked great um he had a moment where he hit like a really nice backbreaker and a suplex back to back and then Stan Lane came in with a nice power slam and Just some nice... I Actually, JR said it as I wrote it. It was first about the Rock and Roll Express, but just some crisp double-teaming. Yeah. Earlier on by the Rock and Rolls, and then more so by the Midnights as they kind of really got in control. Um, And then, yeah, there was the fun moment where, like, Eaton had tossed Morton into the barricade and Cornette punched him and then JR's like yeah but I don't know how physically effective it was. Yeah, uh, you know, could have <laughs> just, just like constantly ripping on Cornette. Yep. And there was a very awesome like just talking about the heel tactics of the Midnight Express, just such a subtlety that worked out so well was like Sweet Stan was like in the ring with the ref. And he kind of just like nudged the ref and like stood in front of him and blocked his vision. And then Cornett got a tennis racket. Yeah, in just, it. just big tennis racket. There's little it. subtleties of just like, man, that was just so well executed. And I loved it. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so much we could talk
0: about this match. But how about the mullets? Oh, they were everywhere. Yeah, it actually made it hard to distinguish people from me because like, they're like, three like, blonde yeah, mullets. Yeah, 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 Like, like you say these names and I'm yeah. just Ill, like, you know, I'm, stu- I'm still sussing them out. Yeah. You know? So
1: Robert Gibson was the only non-blond mullet. That was yeah, the yeah, guy. I yeah, know yeah, he was the one for yeah, the yeah. rock and roll
0: who got the hot tag. But yeah, yeah. But end. other than that, it was like you know. <laughs>
1: I don't, I know, if they, I don't know
0: if they would allow that now, yeah. you know, too. I think they'd make them look different enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, Sweets,
1: the Midnight Express, their hairstyles were pretty close, yeah. too. Like, Ricky Morton's, at least, was, like, a different shade of blonde, and he kind of had, like, the more traditional mullet. But, yeah, it was a ton of fun. And, yeah, like I said, the, the Midnight Express put on a fucking clinic here as the match went on, and it was just awesome. And when Robert Gibson did end up getting that, um, hot tag, remember he got hit by Cornette at some point, and Cornette's just doing the strutting, strut, yeah. his shirt was coming oh, untucked, no. and he's just strutting uh, around un- outside, un- uh, Unbelievable! and it got a very close two count, which led to a pretty abrupt but unique ending, like after that, both the Midnights tried to get Gibson in like a double back body drop and he flipped out of it and Ricky Morton came and charged one of the Midnights as fucking Gibson was flipping over into the crucifix and it got the one, two, three, and that was that. But yeah, like it was fast. It was well paced. It was quick tags. Like I mentioned probably, we're shit probably 19 minutes into the match that there was like a submission hold slowing things down. And I'm like, Man, this feels like the first like break we've had.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I thought it was, um, you know, very constantly like fast paced, but you still knew what was going on. Yeah. It, it still tracked really well. Uh, yeah. This is definitely a. I mean, we've watched some doozies for. If you were, what was our last? If you recall.
1: Shit! What was what, it? What
0: was it? It wasn't WrestleMania one, was it?
1: No, we had. Fuck! I don't remember. It might have been. Hold on, I may be able to pull it up here. I had a lot of them tracked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to, I mean, what I was meaning to say was this is the first good one we've seen uh, in a while. Because <laughs> like, like, I feel like we watched some bad ones. Yeah, the know? Patriot one. Oh, yeah, that, that, that one was just okay. Uh, How you missed the one last week. Oh, fuck. From Toxic Micas. Oh, well, well, he missed the one last week too because he was so drunk. <laughs>
1: Probably the best one since uh, Andrade and Alistair Black. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't have the last couple uh, written down here. But, yeah, no, uh, yeah, but uh, but it
0: illustrates my point.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, just like classic old school tag team wrestling to a T. I mean, it was pretty, pretty, uh,
2: pretty, pretty,
1: pretty, pretty good. Good. Oh, yeah, and we had the, the three-way ladder match for the Ring of uh, Honor, which was obviously just a oh, shit show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was a great match, Yeah, of that course. was a good match. But, yeah, right. you're right. We did have, like, the WrestleMania 1 and the Bret Hart and the Patriot kind of back-to-back, mm-hmm. which weren't, like, the best matches in the world. But next week, we're going to do a SummerSlam match. And likely either Cena versus Seth Rollins from 2015 or Cena versus Daniel Bryan from 2013 because I don't think we've done a single John Cena match No, we have have not. Yeah, let's do a Cena one. Yeah, Yeah. it's time. So one of those two matches will be next week. And, yeah, I love this
0: segment. Excellent. Cool. Uh, Is it Greg Goldman time? Yes,
1: it's Greg Goldman time. All right. It's time back from a short hiatus and anger management and anger management live from
2: Queens, New York. It's the Greg Goldman report. Here we go. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. What's up? This is the Greg Goldman report. I've got this fancy new $30 microphone from Target here and uh, it's, uh, it's good to be back. All right. So what'd you think about raw this week, Greg? Oh, yeah. Monday Night Raw this week. And what do you know? This week it was absolutely... Nope. Need a water. Not the rock. Water. Not rock. Actually, Raw wasn't that bad this week, you know? Uh, Randy Orton finally RKO'd that schmuck riddle after all those months. Uh, Corbin came on Raw just to try to get a few bucks by fighting Drew. I thought that was pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Not that bad this week, not that bad. huh And uh, all right, so we got NXT next which thank God for NXT. actually it might not be that true anymore, you know because uh, some of that best talent on the roster keeps getting fired, you know Bronson, fish, Mercedes rough like what the hell is Triple H thinking?
1: Well, <clears throat> Greg, actually, I thought at least reports came out that Triple H and Shawn Michaels actually had no idea or any involvement in those firings. And it was actually Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis and Nick Kahn who made those decisions. But fucking,
2: course. you know, not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. You know, Vince, he's an all right guy, you know, logical booker. That's all I want to say about him. You know, with all the toxicity going on, I uh, actually didn't watch NXT this week. Okay. All right, so Friday Night Smackdown. The show opens right up with Cena cutting a promo, building up to this huge-ass match at SummerSlam next week. And then out comes the Tribal Chief, the head of the table. Roman Reigns shutting down Cena's little parade. And, you know, it's nice to have Cena back and all, but he doesn't stand a fucking chance against Roman. They're not going to give the belt to a pot, Timer. Wait, wait. Why would they bring back Cena with
0: all that buildup for him to just lose?
2: Well, Boma actually, Roman's held the belt for nine months, which is a long time if you look at it that way, but he has carried this fucking company.
1: Hey, Greg, Greg, what, we, we, why don't you tell us about uh, the big uh, Nakamura Intercontinental title win?
2: Right. Nakamura. Right. Okay. Thank you. You the water, not the rock. Not the, not the fucking rock. All right. So we had Apollo Crews versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental title, right? And Apollo, you know, he hadn't really been doing much with the title. And Shinsuke, you know, he's been doing some of the best work of his goddamn career right now with Rick Boogs. Probably the most charismatic he's been in WWE in quite some time, you know? And uh, thank God they put the title on him, honestly. They're going to book the title again, which is thank just thank God, you know? Heck yeah. What have you thought of the, you mentioned him coming on to
1: Raw, but you think of, what do you think of the Baron Corbin character right now?
2: Oh my God. When this Corbin character got so fleshed out, it was, it was hard for me to watch, I'll be honest, because I saw way too much of myself in that, in that character. Oh. It was way too relatable to my regular day life. Uh, well, sorry, uh, it was uh, when I was a little more angrier, uh, but I'm being the rock. And it's cool to see myself in the past in Corbin, you know? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Uh,
1: you got mm-hmm. any SummerSlam predictions for next week? Tribal cheat. It's all
2: that matters. Well, you uh, got anything like else, Greg? Nope. That's a, that's a Greg Goldman report. Uh, Rod a SmackDown. Start to finish. All the way through. I, uh, I did it. Well,
1: yeah. All right. Well, uh, Greg, we'll, uh, we'll have to have you back next week to talk SummerSlam. Uh, it's a big week in the WWE universe. So, hey, Greg, thanks for the report and uh, have a good rest of the day. We'll catch up with you next week. Uh, sure. Uh, later, guys. See you. S- take care, Greg. Well, <laughs> he made it all the way through.
0: Hey, yeah, you sure did. Yep. But, like, did he, though? Um, I feel like something was missing.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, he did get the Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, which is what we asked. But I guess he didn't even watch NXT.
0: Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Something just seemed like, you know, it's it's hard to articulate. Uh, but it's missing, like, this oomph, you know?
1: yeah yeah i i I do i know what you mean right well i mean at least there wasn't a big meltdown which is i guess what we were trying to avoid true so uh hey uh well next week we'll just uh have to see if he can find his mojo find that find the sweet spot with greg
0: sure yeah yeah uh
1: i mean are you feeling any better about the whole greg thing uh, um...